When we look at different places in the Qur'an, whether it's the end of Surah Al-Zumar, which we just heard, we ask Allah to accept all of our prayers, Amin Rabbil Alameen. If we look at Surah Al-A'raf, if we look at Surah Fatir in different places in the Qur'an, Allah tells us that when people enter Jannah, they say Alhamdulillah. They say Alhamdulillah. So this is supposed to be something that's much more to us than a few words. It's supposed to permeate our attitudes. It's supposed to permeate the heart, our character. It's supposed to affect much more than just our tongues. Alhamdulillah should be something that sinks into the heart and it should be something that's also shown and reflected on our limbs. It's not just about saying Alhamdulillah with the words, but it's much more than that. Allah tells us in Surah Sabat regarding, and again, Prophet Dawood alayhi salam, he was a prophet, but he was also a king. And Allah tells him, his family, his people, I'malu ala Dawood shukra. They had abundant resources, so Allah tells them to, to show their gratitude with their actions. I'malu, with, with, with a'mal, with actions. It's not just about knowledge. The idea of ilm is for it to turn into amal, for the knowledge to be turned into action. It's not just about learning that, for example, hydrating, right? Drinking a certain amount of water is good for you. It's not just about knowing that. If a person is suffering from dehydration and they learn that, wow, I need this much water in order to feel better, and then they fill up their cup or their bottle with water, and then they just look at it, and they don't drink it, ultimately, it's not, it's not going to do anything. The whole point of the knowledge is to turn it into action as best we can, right? So when we look at this phrase, this idea of alhamdulillah, right? The idea is for us to think about it and to reflect upon it. If we're saying it time and time again when we pray, there's something that we're, suppo- we're supposed to reflect on that thing. Anything that Allah wants us to do often, we're supposed to derive benefit from it and to reflect deeply upon it. Why does Allah want us to say Surah Al-Fatiha as often as we say it? What, what, what's so special about the surah? What are different lessons that we can derive from it? Why does it start with Alhamdulillah? Why does our book begin with Alhamdulillah? One of the main purposes of Ramadan at the end of that specific ayah in Surah Baqarah that mentions Ramadan by name, Allah says, وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ So you may become grateful, so you can become a more grateful person. So from now we want to think and reflect on our intentions. What are our intentions regarding Ramadan? For some people, the intention is to go through the physical motions of the fasting and the praying, but then they exit Ramadan the same way they entered it, and nothing transformed, nothing changed inside, because there was no presence of intention. But someone else may fast the same number of days and pray the same number of rak'ahs, right? But with the presence of mind and the presence of heart and soul, then it becomes transformative because of the intention. Ya Allah, I'm struggling, but I want to become a better person. And then that intention is coupled with the action. So there's a balance between the internal and the external. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to make us people of alhamdulillah. We ask Allah to make us people of gratitude. And we ask Allah to protect us from the opposite, from ingratitude. Amni Rabbil Alameen. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.